Ladies and gentlemen, Skin, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Skin, so much skin. <laughs> skin that, that is in, in, in danger of being removed against one's will. Mm, no good. I don't get the reference. Is there something that we're meant to watch? <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh no. Gosh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have Loud noises! Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm one of those builder bears in the shape of a Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of the interwebs where we come together each week and talk about stuff. Stuff and sometimes things as well. Things and stuff. Mm, things and stuff. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Nice. Nice. Nice things. Nice things. Let's try and keep it nice. Because <laughs> the world sucks, but that's okay. Um, uh, yeah. It's... Which side are you on? <laughs> the only <laughs> side. <laughs> humanity. Humanity. <laughs> oh, uh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Ugh. Anyway. Um, well... Let's let's uh, dive right into the show. Uh, as you will notice, um, dear viewer and dear listener, um, Folia is not here today. She is unfortunately indisposed. Um, could yes. not could not join us. Um, but in typical Folia fashion, that does not mean she's not here in spirit, um, because she has left a novel length of notes for <laughs> for us to discuss. Um, and, and read out, and I'm, I'm so excited to, to get into it. So, that being said, um, I'm going to commence the weekly watchings by reading out what Fulia has been watching. Um, all right, so, Fulia says, I have finally gotten around to something new this week, but first, Only Murders in the Building has come to an end for Season 3, with Season 4 on the way, more details to come in nerdy news. Urgh. I had a feeling of who the murderer was from the previous episode, but then the way they decided to confess was quite dramatic. Makes sense when the season is all about Oliver's theatre show. I have also been slowly getting through Doctor Who. I am now a third of the way through season two. Really enjoying revisiting the show. Now for the new stuff. Young Sheldon season six has arrived on Netflix. I really enjoy this series. It's a lot of fun with a bit of Texan drama added in. The actor playing, young Sh uh, playing Sheldon is now a lot taller and has a deeper voice in uh, this season, which is weird to me, but still works for the show, thankfully. And lastly, I watched a movie. Yes, that's right. 
Uh, the laughter's mine. Um, this is the first movie I have watched pro- in probably a month or two, and it is called When Marnie Was There. This is a Studio Ghibli animated film that really pulls on the heartstrings and is kind of sad in a way too. Anna, the mainly character and voiced by Haley Steinfeld in the English dub, has pretty bad asthma, so she is sent to stay in the Japanese countryside with her guardian's relatives, where the air is cleaner for the summer holidays. She ends up meeting a mysterious blonde girl by the name of Marnie, and they become friends, but there's something about her that Anna can't quite put her finger on. And so the movie goes on this adventure of discovering who Marnie is. The animation is beautiful as always, and is available to watch on Netflix with a duration of about an hour and 45 minutes. Ah, wonderful, Fulia. That's awesome. Yes. Yes, quite quite the wrap-up from her. Um, I Yeah, that's freaking fantastic. Oh, I'm surprised that there's like a... Um, has she, did she say she'd seen when Marnie was here before or not? I don't think... Yeah, she just said it was the first film she'd watched in a while. Because I was going to be like, I'm surely she's seen all of the Ghibli movies, but she didn't say she hadn't seen it. She just said she watched it, so... Um, oh, there's so many, so... So many. So many. You should put them in oil in a box set. Yeah, they'd have. And it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's very expensive. All 35 years of it. Yes. yes it's probably yes. longer. It's like $10 a year. It's, well, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. It's like three. It's over 300 bucks. I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. But it's a super shiny box, and it comes on Blu-ray and 4K, I think. Or it definitely Blu-ray. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, cool. Well, thank you, Fulia. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, Michael, please. Hello. Hello. Tell tell us what you've been watching. Well, yes, I can uh, piggyback off Fulia that I did watch the final uh, episode for season three. Spoilers for future um, stuff. Um, yes, finally watched it. Um, yeah, I knew who the killers were. Or killer. Oh, you killer, guessed? Killer. Yeah, I guessed it. Well I done. even spoiled it last, <laughs> last week. <laughs> I, said, I said, the one that we thought was from the penultimate uh, episode is like, yes, but no, it was attempted, but the real killer will be this person. And by the end, those two have a big, Kiss. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it, it's a bit hard not to not not to spoil it because you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it. Uh I mean, I, I I might at some point. Well, it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. There's time to catch up. Uh, funny enough, the news of um, the news. Uh, of it having a, another season, it's like ah, so it's gonna end uh, end with a continuation after this one. So thanks for spoiling it for me. <laughs> I was hoping everyone was gonna die in that building. Yeah, it's got to live up to its name. Only murders yeah. in o- this building. Only murders, not departures. <laughs> murders. Murders. Exactly. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. Murder. Murder. It's all the murder. Speaking of murder, um, the murder of a career. Uh, polar opposites. Uh, no, solar opposites. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. The entire season came uh, came out, and I've started watching that. A little bit jar. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit jarring that there's no there's no particular um, actor playing their role again. 
But yeah. after after the first episode, it just f- it just worked. Uh, I feel like it, it it still works with the with the quick wit and the, oh good and the, yeah. So highly recommend that one. Uh, a good coincider with the Rick and Morty, which will be coming out soon. So mm. it is to be seen if those voices will live up to the expectation. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but a trailer did come out um, for that, and with the new, with the new um, voices, and uh, cleverly they they said um, it's anonymous. They're not gonna they're not gonna voice who they're not gonna name who's gonna do the new voices, which is good because the internet is accessible. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Justin did nothing wrong. Oh really? Okay. Uh, you do you, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched the first two episodes. Two, yeah, I watched two episodes of that, and that's going good. I watched the first two episodes of Gen V as well. Nice. Yes. Um, okay. Um, it's not really my demographic, and the. Um, depictions of self-harm is not really my cup of tea either um but but it's it's a generational thing so it's to the forefront it's and i don't know i just i feel in a weird headspace that they killed off clancy brown spoilers alert uh for the (laughs) first episode but you don't see a body so you know he may come back hopefully Uh. i was hoping ah that's clancy brown um, yeah, I, I guess was, right, didn't I? He was anyway. No, he was mm. definitely he was definitely on fire. But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> he was definitely on fire, but he's not dead. Anyway, I've already been I've already been um, spoiled that there's an exploding dick somewhere. So uh, there's no concept context to that to me. So I'm expecting an exploding dick. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I'll go back to that. Um, but I've been a bit busy because I'm in a new, new show. I'm doing two shows at once. And yeah. That's taking up most of my time mm-hmm. and energy trying to learn lines. Greek tragedy is boring to learn. <laughs> I'm going to set in stone. It's like I don't care if it's it's if it's the the birthplace of theatre. It's boring. Let's let's do more. St- cool stuff with it all right <laughs> anyway um what else uh of course um loki is out the first episode and the last episode of soka so top and tail uh but we'll talk about that later and what else yes um i will touch on that uh we were babysitting my sister's kids and my kids came, came along and we decided to watch um, uh, Philosopher's Stone. Now, yeah. it's it's roughly the first time that my eldest has watched uh, Harry Potter because uh, the only thing that she can go off is the Lego game of Harry Potter. So she <laughs> so she's played that without the story concept. So I think she I think she enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But she hasn't really talked about it since, so it's going to be one of those. Oh, it's one of those movies that's that that exists. 
So that's good. I don't have to explain to her about the problem, uh, problematic uh, authors just yet. Yes. <laughs> so I'll put that on the back burner. Anyway. Good. <laughs> so, you, Kendall. Yes. What did you do? What did you do, 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 do? What did I do, in do, the do in the do-do, in, in the watchings? Um, yes, uh, I've, I've watched a bunch of stuff um, as well. I, um, I went to the movies last week very spontaneously and a surprise for me. Um, I, did, I did not wake up on Thursday morning thinking I'd be seeing a movie and uh, it ended up happening. Um, but I, I went to Cinema Nova here in Melbourne. I saw um, an Indian film um, by the name of Last Film Show. Um, and this is a beautiful piece of cinema, um, really superbly told. It's kind of like, like you saw the Fablemans, Mike. Did you yes. See yeah. Did you see I did. I haven't seen the end of it yet. Okay, but you you For know some weird reason. Yeah, you're aware. You aware of it? Yeah. So it's basically similar in that it's about this young boy who discovers the wonder of cinema, um, and. Uh, it kind of it becomes like the defining aspect of his life and he wants to make movies but his father doesn't want him to um, you know his father's very strict very controlling um, and um, you know believes is very religious and believes that you know it's against their beliefs really uh, you know for, for him to um, go and take part in something as sordid apparently as the cinema industry um, so, um, but, you know, he's basically, he, he ends up skipping school to go, um, cause he has to catch a train from his small town to the, to school, um, in the, I, I don't know if it's in a city or like just in a bigger town maybe, but, um, and he, instead of going to school, he starts going to the local cinema, um, Ooh. and he, and he becomes friends with a projectionist, um, who he, um, basically he ends up swapping his mother's cooking for a free you know, movie watch from the projection room. Um, and then the two of them bond and become friends and, you know, shows him the ways of, you know, of, of film and, and, and all of this. And it's just, yeah, and it's just a great, it's a great story about, you know, if you're passionate for film, you're passionate for cinema, um, you will appreciate this. It doesn't matter that it's not spoken in English. It's, it you know, transcends that. Um, yeah. You know, it's just such a universal uh film really so i highly recommend if anyone gets a chance to watch last film show that they they take it because it was so wonderful um, the last film show last film show yeah and then arnold schwarzenegger came comes out of the screen yes <laughs> and then it's the last action hero <laughs> yeah uh, that east asian version yes exactly uh, the magic of cinema. Um, and then Bollywood comes out. Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, I also watched um, more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, during the week. A bunch more episodes getting towards the tail end of season four and into my favorite episodes of the whole show. Um, my favorite storyline in the whole show is, is kicking off. So I'm, I'm super stoked about it. We watched, um, there's an episode of the show called self control, um, which is one of the highest rated episodes of the entire seven seasons. Um, and you know, rewatching it for the first time since it initially aired like five years ago, um, was just such a joy. Cause it's just, it, it's 
fucking fantastic. The twists, the turns. I, I, a friend of mine, Adam, who I actually watched Shield with, he linked me a video um, that kind of said that Agents of Shield already did Secret Invasion and they did it better, <laughs> um, um, uh, which is true in this episode because it's about. LMDs replacing the team and you don't know who to trust and who's been replaced or, you know, and then you find out maybe you've been replaced and you don't realize. Um, and it's a race against time to get out, um, and, and, you know, stop the bad guys. Um, it's yeah, fucking sick. So I say say it once, I say it a million times. Agents of shield is worth every second of your time. I promise you. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, oh, yes. Well, Gen V as well. I watched episode four. Um, so, and I did see the exploding dick and I will not give you context. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe I was watching. I'm like, is there nothing this show, this universe will not do? Like, I don't think there are any, like any boundaries at this point. This show is just like fucking unhinged off the rails. Let's go. Um, yeah, I even said to a mate of mine when I was talking about it, um, just in, as a general statement, I'm like, the boys walked so Gen V could run. <laughs> <laughs> like, because the shit that Gen V's doing is stuff that, like, we didn't see in the boys until, you know, season two or three, really. So, I mean, obviously mm. there's a lot of blood and violence, but some of the, the more sexual content, I think, wasn't as in your face explicit (laughs) yes until later on in the show um so yeah it's super fun i got spoiled from a tweet it says like (laughs) one of the creators like we had we had to build a five foot penis they (laughs) yep okay thanks yep (laughs) they they did they they yep there is a a, there is a, a a tiny woman on a penis. Um. <laughs> In the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the biggest you've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, relatively. <laughs> so anyway. funny. It's so funny. Anyway, um, if well, I was going to say Fulia is watching or listening, but she'll definitely be listening because she edits. Thank you very much, Fulia. Um, thank you, thank you. But um, uh, I, I kind of have changed my mind about you wanting to engage with this universe because, I mean... I, I like to I like to want to uh, get you involved because you know Jensen Ackles is in the third season and there's you know talk that he's going to show up in a cameo form in in, in Gen V but um, Alexander Calvert is one of the cast of Gen V has a, he has a minor role um, Michael if I say the word Jumanji you might know what I mean <laughs> if you have I don't know if you've seen that part yet Ooh, the no, guy. I don't. Douchebag, douchebag with blonde hair. I think it's episode two. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Handsy, handsy lady makes him do something very. Um... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, yeah. So Jack's in this show as well, because um, of course you know it's Eric Kripke, and we must have more supernatural alumni. Um, but I don't think I'll ever be able to look at him the same way again. <laughs> After this show, so Fulia, don't watch Gen V. <laughs> I'm gonna stop trying to convince you to watch this stuff now. Because <laughs> yeah, it it's a spin-off. It's not viewing. It's <laughs> oh, just no, icing no. on the cake. <laughs> it is icing on the cake. Yes, it's it's yeah. really lovely. It's really good world building, I should say too. It's um. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like Doctor Who, but I haven't seen Torchwood. 
which I find so fascinating because of all the tortured references I've had so far, I'd be like, I need to fucking watch Torchwood because they're just shoving it down my throat. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think up to end of season four, you can probably go back and watch it because there are certain crossovers, cross pollinations of things with that. Yes. So, so you go, ah, oh, that's the thing. Okay. Ah, oh, that's the thing. Yes. Well, speaking of Doctor Who. Um, I am, I have watched a bunch. Um, I'm not as far into it as I thought I would be by the time I go back to work. So I go back to work tomorrow, but, um, I, I'm in season three now. So, yeah. So Martha, Martha, Martha's here. Uh, Smith and Jones. Oh my goodness. Mm. Um, yes. Uh, so I've, I, the last episode I watched was, I think the second episode of season three, which is the Shakespeare code. Um, Ooh, yes. Yes. Which I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, the season three premiere was very good. I liked the whole, the whole thing with the Jadoon and the, the, um, what did they call her? A plasmavore? Um, on the yeah. moon. Um, <laughs> Another familiar face. Oh, God. Yeah. She, she, um, you know, in Hot Fuzz? Oh, she's not. Yeah, she's the one that gets the shears in, the, in her neck. Oh, my God. They're all popping up everywhere. Oh, speaking yeah. of, freaking, um, you reckon, you, well, you probably know um, the actress that plays Martha's sister. It's freaking, yes. it's freaking, it's freaking Renslayer from Loki. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, Gugu Mbatha-Raw is uh, is Martha's sister. There in, you go. I know. I recognize her straight away. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> acting. <laughs> Acting so well, I didn't even see the connections. Yeah, no, yeah. She doesn't sound any. Yeah, she sounds. Yeah, nothing like um. Yeah, the character we've seen her play in Marvel, but um. But yeah, yeah, that was cool. But no, it's it's good, and um, you know, I need to watch more of season three so I can recover fully from the departure of Rose because, damn, (laughs) 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 damn, (laughs) like. I, I can't remember who said it, but like someone said, someone said to me that like, and I agreed was that I think that, um, uh, Billy Piper and Christopher Eccleston had better chemistry than she did with David Tennant. I think, I don't know if that's a controversial take, but I, I, I felt it a bit better with them, but that's not to say that when things hit the fan, like the ending of season two was like so intense and I was like on the edge of my seat yelling at the TV when they're both holding on for dear life, trying not to get sucked um, into the void or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Hmm. And then, and then the void, the void. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just for that final scene on the fucking beach, I was like, really? That broke me. <laughs> it, hmm. broke, it broke me a bit. I was, he's just, Ah, oh, just devastating. It's just so devastating. But I, yeah, I the internet's a thing, and I know she comes back at some point, and I know she also comes back at some as something Does that she? is not is not her, but it looks like her. So I, you know, that's a thing. But it's fine. <laughs> the only thing I'm I'm concerned about now is um, Martha seems to already be crushing on the Doctor, and I and I'm like, that's a bit 
that's a bit soon. Um, let's slow down mm. a bit. Let's slow down the horses a bit. Yeah, I do have my opinions, but I'll probably save that till after the season. Okay, done. We'll talk yeah. about we'll talk about Martha then. But before we move on with the show, I just want to say I love Donna Noble. I mean, I already liked her, <laughs> but like after watching the Christmas special, I was just like, okay, this is such a good introduction to her character, and the two of them on screen are just fucking perfect. Like they yeah. play off, they play off each other so well. Um, and they look like they're having the best time ever. And it's just, it's just great. It's just great. So I'm so glad she comes back because I don't know if people knew at the time when that aired that she came back because, you know, obviously it ends with her staying on earth and him leaving. Um, yeah. but I would have been so devo. I'd be like, no, keep her. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the thing was, uh, she was just there for like a guest appearance for, for a, um, for just a Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So first Christmas episode. Uh, special and it was just going to be a one and done until a lot of people until a lot of people said hey you know Catherine Tate give her another go it's a that's a fun dynamic we should do that (laughs) oh good (laughs) because reasons with the doctor and companions and the stuff that you're feeling with Martha a lot of public opinion was roughly the same Okay. All right. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because um, also it made me notice, like, there's a bit of an age gap between <laughs> the Doctor and his companions. <laughs> an I mean, age gap? I mean, there's an age gap anyway, because obviously, you know, <laughs> dude's like 900 years old or whatever, but like... And dude yeah. not even human. And dude not even human. <laughs> but I mean, Humanish. I just... I do just mean in terms of the actors, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's fine. <sighs> it's fine. And I'm really enjoying Doctor Who, so I can't wait to, to watch more um, of this season. Um, it's just, you know, and I and yeah, the, the Shakespeare episode, fantastic. Just need to say that I loved the, the, the constant riff of, you know, the Doctor saying his lines back to him and being like, I'm going to use that. And then he says... One, he says once more onto the breach, and then he goes, "I'm going to use that." Wait, no, that's one of mine. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought it was very funny. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Very good stuff. So, can I, can I just ask before we move on, Mike? When does um, Moffat take over? Um, pretty much when uh, Tenet regenerates into Matt Smith. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, so season it was five. All, yeah, so it was like all new. Uh, with new doctor, new head writer, and new, pretty much production company, so it yep. looked a lot different, sounded a lot different, and and a lot of people enjoyed it. Okay, uh, I'm here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith was such a such a gear change for me. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the big who lock stuff was coming in. It's like, no, this. Is, not Doctor Who. <laughs> stop, stop getting thirsty over Doctor Who. <laughs> Bow ties were never cool. <laughs> or feathers. Or feathers. Well, I look. Yeah, so look that's where the that. cutoff. And then that's the cutoff. After, okay. Yeah, and then after um, Peter Capaldi uh, to Jodie Whittaker was. Uh, Chris Shitmore. Yes, yes. 
Very good. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Um, and then it reverts back to RDJ. So. Yeah. So it all works out. Mm, is Hope- so. Hopefully. We'll see. Nostalgia we'll see. is a double-end sword. <laughs> it sure is. All right. We've got more Doctor Who to talk about very shortly. Um, so let's dive on in to the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, folks, it's nerdy news time. And, um, you know, even though the writer's strike is over, we still do not have a lot of things to talk about. But that's okay. Because you guys are going to be happy with this first bit of news. And that is, um, we've already mentioned it, but it's fine. I'll just repeat it. Uh, Only Murders in the Mayhem um, has has been renewed for a fourth season um, by Hulu. So um, that's, uh, yeah, really great news for fans of that series. I I know, obviously, Fully and Mike love the show. A couple of my other friends um, do enjoy watching it so much so that they like have a watch party every week when an episode drops. Um, so yes, one day I may partake, but um, that is not this day, unfortunately. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy to see that it's keep, it keeps going because you know Steve Martin has been threatening to retire when the show is show finishes. <laughs> so keep it going as long as possible, folks. He said that before, and he came back. <laughs> <laughs> He was just doing music, you know, on his banjo, and then, and then he had uh, he teamed up with Martin Short and said, "Hey, let's do some stuff on stage." He's like, "Yeah, this is pretty fun." He's like, "Oh, we got our own TV show. Okay, let's do that." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I kind and I kind of like it's Steve Martin Short. Yeah, I like it's, it. It's very good. I yeah. It's they a need- surname and a first name. Yeah, they need to use their names. They need to combine them. It's great. Ah, oh, very good. But yes, uh, Fulia is excited, of course. Um, she says, yes, I thought that season three was going to be the last, but I am so glad there's a season four. Now I feel like number four will be the final season. Yeah, hmm. I wonder I wonder if it will be two. Um, and I'm, I am, I just remembered too, I read that apparently season three, I know you guys have, you know, finished it, but it's apparently it ended on a cliffhanger. So... You'll get to see that resolved, maybe? Yeah, I saw that, uh, as I said, um, the news broke out that it was going to be uh, season for four was uh, announced. And and then I watched the, mo- uh, the ah, episode. Sure. Yeah. I thought, yeah, of course it's going to end like that because they need another thing because they did that thing at the end of every episode of the last episode of a new murder or potential murder, maybe. Nice, nice. So there's just a murder murder cliffhanger before each season ends. Yeah. There's another murder in the building. Oh, it's... Namesake. Keeps going on. Keeps going. The circle of death, if you will. I'm surprised that people are still living there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> Um, do you have any other thoughts, Michael, or shall we move right along? Um, yeah, as you said, there's a, there's a murder, so they're gonna solve the murder, and this time, 
It's a murder. A mistaken identity murder. Err. Oh. There's a spoiler for you when you when you watch it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm not gonna say who it is or who no. they look like. No, that's 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 exciting. Um Ooh. Oh, oh. So do the three of them like do their own sort of detective work? Is that part and parcel with like them doing their podcast and then they're also Yeah, they got together know. to solve a murder and do a podcast at the same time. Yeah. Because because murder podcasts are very popular, even though they I haven't are. heard a single one. I'm literally it, wearing a T-shirt that is about a true crime podcast. My favorite. My favorite. Ah. Yes. True crime. True crime comedy podcast. Oh, so it's fake. <laughs> no. Or, or the murder's real. <laughs> no, no, it's it's real, 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 real dark uh, shit that they discuss. Oh, but they, they, so, so they they're do making it, light of someone else's misery. No, they're doing it with a sense of humor because that's how they face the world. And it's yes, I could play you. you oh, that's like, fun. I could I could play you the fucking intro that um, one of the hosts, uh, Karen, who you may know from the Dollop, Karen Kilgariff. Kilgariff um, she's uh, she's been on the dollop a few times. Um, yeah, she gives this speech before every live show that basically says, okay, this is a true crime comedy podcast and, you know, we're not making fun of these people that have died. We are just sharing our obsessions and approaching it with humour because the world is a dark place and it needs a little levity. And if you don't like that, then get the fuck out. It's basically oh. their mission statement. So, so they're <laughs> comedians, so that makes Yes. That, that that softens the blow. I thought it was just some random people. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, God, no. No, they're, they're yeah, they're, com- they're comedians, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of valley girls are going, hey, girl, time for a murder. Oh, time God. Murder. No, I wouldn't listen to it if it was like that. <laughs> I was not that, way. not that there's anything wrong with valley girls, but. Well. Well. <laughs> I'm not one. <laughs> Speaking of which, I had anyway, a great not a yes. tangent, but I had a great idea for a Halloween costume. Oh yeah, yeah, but I can't pull it off because I'm not female. But I want to do a sexy Freddy Krueger, but as female, uh, and it's going to be called Frederick Cougar. Oh, that's great! I know, I love it, and I can't do it. You should, you should get Sammy to do it. She'd do it, totally, wouldn't she? Yeah, she's a cougar. <laughs> a 30-year-old cougar, really? Yeah. How do you explain that to the kids? Yeah, mummy's a sexy serial killer. <laughs> That's why her face is peeling. And, you know what's really sexy? A burn victim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm just gonna Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I love I love I love this time of year. Um, okay, let's move on into our next bit of news. Um this one again not something that I have a lot to say about, but that's fine because I understand the pain of a good delay. Um Batman uh, the Arkham trilogy, um supposed yeah. to be out this week on Nintendo Switch for the first time on Switch. Yeah, on I can't Switch. wait. But unfortunately, Mike what? 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 It's it's <laughs> it's not coming out um, for another uh, like month and a half. It's not going to be on on our shelves until the first of December. Oh, poo. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you mean I, 
You mean I, I'm I'm st- stuck with my PC version, my my Xbox 360 <laughs> version, my every my, other console version, my net Nintendo U version. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, bless. Um, oh. yes, yeah. So it's 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 just not ready apparently, um, according <laughs> to the people behind it. Um. Uh, basically, Warner Brothers Games issued an apology, um, explaining that it needs more time to get the. They need more time to get the collection up to scratch. Um, more time is needed to bring players the best possible experience on Nintendo Switch. We apologize to fans who are excited to play this version of the trilogy, and thank you for your patience. Um, mm. Cool. So it's still coming out this year, at least. So it's not a huge delay, um, and it's not like it's for a, a game that uh, you know people have never played before so uh, it's just never been done on the switch so um gotta wait a little bit longer a little bit longer um mike how does this news affect you are you neither here nor there or you're just like bummer uh, well i'll tell you the truth i'm not here nor there because i do have different versions of it <laughs> <laughs> so no real skin off my nose um but it's for Christmas. It's for Christmas now, not just for, it's for random. It's not just. It's, it's not just for Christmas. It's for lifetime. Yeah. Yes, that's fair enough. Killstroke is still fucking difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Killstroke's too hard. Too it hard. Me, took me a couple of days to, to get him. Oh really? Yeah, he's it's he's difficult. No, too difficult. Probably that's why they can't can't get it done right because they need to make it as hard as they can, as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, it's good that um Kevin Conroy is still still uh still you know being. Uh, I'm not gonna say being used, but still his his legacy is still. His presence, his legacy is still is still um, still out there because those Arkham games are friggin' awesome. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. I don't care what you say. Origins is okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, very good, very good. Thank you, Mike. Um, all right, we have one final bit of news. Um, uh, again, something that I don't know much about. I didn't even know this was a thing, so I don't know if this is something that was announced a while ago or if this is all just very suddenly been announced, but I only heard about it today. Um, Magic the Gathering is doing, mm. a col- is doing a collaboration with Doctor Who. Yes. Um, it's uh, dropping this Friday, the 13th, um, actually. So, um, yeah, I had a look. <laughs> I know, good date. Um, Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, um, yeah, I had, some of the <laughs> I had a look at some of the, um, the cards that they've put out. Because, you know, there's one thing about magic cards that I always kind of like is the, the artwork that goes with them. And there's some pretty cool artwork with some of these um doctor who cards like and recreations of certain scenes like i'm not even though i'm not up to it in my current watch i have already seen the episode blink uh and they uh 
put a put a couple of like recreate a couple of shots from that on the cards uh, in a very very cool fashion. Some great creepy shots of weeping angels um, and other cards. Is even like you see Jodie Whittaker, you see Tom Baker. Um, so it's like not just current Who, it's also the you know the classic Who as well. Um, and all the rest. And all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really exciting. William Hanel, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, uh, maybe the War Doctor, John Hurt, um, Peter Cushion, maybe? I don't know. He's going to be a special one. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, and Jodie Riddicker, and maybe Shooty Gatwa. Mm, maybe, maybe. A bit early. might be a bit early who knows we second wave see. second wave um yes yeah, so i just wanted to to mention too before i throw to Fully's comments on this um uh the the guy who who worked on it who's the principal game designer his name is gavin verhey and he is a whovian himself um so he was you fucking inter- hope so. <laughs> you would he was interviewed he was interviewed by ign um and you know, he they asked him how excited uh, he was to be able to show them the cards, um, the first look, basically, and just in all caps, so excited. Um, <laughs> he's a gigantic Doctor Who fan, he says. He's visited Doctor Who conventions, cosplayed as the Doctor, although he doesn't specify which one, um, slept on the sidewalk to get into the uh, San Diego Comic-Con panel, and even used to have a full-scale TARDIS in his home. So to say this was a dream project for him is putting it lightly. Um, yeah, that's what a fun. loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's. I think that this is really awesome. Is so, you know, even though you know neither of um, you know I don't collect magic cards, but you know, like similar to the you know the Lord of the Rings ones they just did. I'm like they're mm. freaking, they're just freaking awesome. So um, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to see Doctor Who uh, getting the magic treatment. Um, Fulia has some thoughts. Um, she says, This will get Whovians playing Magic the Gathering, which will expand the community even more. The last collab they did was with Lord of the Rings, but I'm not sure how well that sold. I think it sold pretty well, Fulia. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it was huge. Yeah, it was big. It was big. Um, anyway, not something I'm interested in, so I hope people enjoy it. Oh, that's nice, Fulia. Thank you. That's very <laughs> lovely. Lovely, sentimental, wholesome thought to finish it on. Um, yes, well said, well said. Michael, um, yes. is this something you are going to need to purchase? How are you, how are you feeling about, about this? Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of cool that Post Malone's got the one wearing. I, mean, I know. It's like, dude, you can seriously, seriously do something so cool and funny. Destroy it. <laughs> Pass it into the fire. <laughs> but oh, he won't. So good. No, because you know, it's 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 valuable for some reason. Yeah, he paid like five million bucks or whatever it was for it. It's like the most. It's like the most or the second most valuable magic card of all time. <laughs> hmm. But to answer your question, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a tentative maybe because at the moment sure. I'm still still trying to get all the Doctor Who DVDs because physical media is dead. 
(laughs) (laughs) And people know, and people know it's going to cost much. So, been doing that. But, (laughs) I suppose I can get it from JB Hi-Fi. I would think so. Yeah. They do cards, don't they? Last time I was in there. Yeah, we sell we sell trading cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Start this game. I can't remember if we get discount off the magic cards because I know we we sell Pokemon, we sell magic, we sell Yu Gi Oh, um, and we sell like the sporting ones, but. Um, there's one of them we don't get discount on. I can't remember which it is, but I'll look into it for you. <laughs> Christmas? Is it for Christmas? <laughs> is it for Christmas? Is it Christmas? Christmas? Chrysler? Cry- Chrysler. Cry- the new Chrysler. Um, yeah. 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 Maybe. It's a tentative maybe. maybe. That's cool. Because, um, you know, 60 years is a bit of a long time. And then, and then in a couple of years, it will be Star Trek's turn. But who cares about that? <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Some people do. Yes. Uh, colonialism in space. <laughs> Join the Empire. Don't you mean the Federation? Yes. <laughs> we'll give you cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have cookies. <laughs> we have cookies. <laughs> anyway. Ah, thank you, Michael. Thank you very that's much. All right, that's the nerdy news done, which means, of course, now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Yeah, this is trailer park time. Um, now, we have three trailers, as usual, to talk about, and we're going to start with my favorite trailer of the bunch um and this is just a teaser so i can't wait for the whole thing this is for an upcoming netflix movie called leave the world behind um my god i mean the cast is just yes thank you very much but that's not the main reason i'm actually interested in this movie because it's like post-apocalyptic or just mid-apocalypse even goodness um like it just really makes me excited to see some shit um and the imagery in this teaser was so good um and yeah like it looks like there's some sort of cyber apocalypse but it's not like Terminator probably. I hope there's no robots in this. I don't I didn't get the vibe that there were going to be robots in this, but it does look like something to do with technology. Yeah, I'm is, getting is alien vibes. Alien vibes? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. For some reason, I was thinking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for some stupid reason. It's like, the whole world's going to be destroyed for a new hyperspace bypass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still fucking love that. Like, that's one of my favourite things about Hitchhikers is the reason the Earth was going to be fucking taken out. It's gold. <laughs> The so planning, old. the plans were on, on your local star system, five hundred thousand light years away. You you had fifty years to to lodge a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, um. Anyway, yeah. No, this it, it looks awesome. Um. And and kind of 
creepy and unsettling and 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 just high drama high tension um yeah it was a good teaser it was a really good teaser so um i cannot wait to watch this i cannot wait um Fulia has no thoughts, Michael. Yes, Fulia is absent from Trailer Park, but that's okay. Michael, what did what did you think of um, Leave the World Behind? Yeah, um, it looks very very sinister and 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 stuff going on. Apparently, it's based on a book. Yes. So happy to read of the quick synopsis. Yeah, it's sort of um, you get what you get. It's. It's um, something out of the ordinary that's ha- happening, and and um, we need to leave the world. Got to leave the world behind. Human race needs to get off this planet. <laughs> that's a that's a huge metaphor for the future. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but is it is it uh, is it Mother Nature going to bite us on the ass? We don't know. Is it going? I haven't read. I haven't really read that. Yeah, basically, it looks like it's just a post-apocalyptic. Like everything's going to shit. So, so it's your um, it's your what's that guy that does like natural natural disaster movies? Oh, Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit like that, but but higher stakes, and and, and, and maybe better done, and maybe better done, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and not leaving it open ended. I I I haven't seen um, Hollow Moon or whatever it's called. Um, Moonfall, Moonfall, but it's Hollow Moon. <laughs> I I tried to like that movie. I tried. I went. I paid money. I went to the movies and saw that. You paid and money. I paid money, <laughs> and I just. It was. It was. It's funny you say hollow because it was hollow. <laughs> yeah, I just knew the ending. I, 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 what did I see? It was one. One of these. Um, uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Cinema wins, and he was trying to find all the good bits in it, and then it ended. Oh, yeah. like, oh okay. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> like it was kind of nice in the fact that it was like a character that we thought had died um or was was gonna die didn't sort of he sort of died but didn't um but there's not going to be a sequel so it doesn't really matter oh poo what oh, happened poo. <laughs> people mm. saw it was like Ugh. he didn't make a good movie that's what happened anyway i'm still bitter over Independence Day resurgence, but don't mind me. Ugh. I haven't seen that either. Don't don't bother. It's yeah. Just remember the the, the original film as it is and love. But it's got film. nostalgia in it. Uh, remember what you were saying before about nostalgia being not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, but it's nostalgia. Nostalgia is a character. Hi, <laughs> I'm I'm nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia. I feel I can. I, if we were like any bigger, I'd be like I could feel nostalgia critic nipping at our feet, being like, "Yes, are you talking about me?" No, we're not talking about you, Doug. <laughs> Back in your niche little hole. That was good fifteen years ago. <laughs> oh, burn! Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, we're shading everyone now. All right. Um, 
Did you have any more thoughts on Leave the World Behind or shall we leave this trailer behind and leave move it on? All behind. Nah, let's, <laughs> let's roast some more YouTubers. Mr. Beast, what's his deal? I've never seen any of I've this never stuff. seen Mr. Beast either because I'm not a 12-year-old. <laughs> this is what it's like being a multi-millionaire. <laughs> you do some uh, stupid shit. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So this comes le- out on yeah. Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix uh, at a certain time. So. Yeah. Pay your riders. Pay your actors. And your actors. <laughs> and, your, and, and now, pay your uh, effects artists as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, because the ones Disney. over in Disney are now unionized. Woo! Solidarity forever. Yes. And what's really great is the... Is the um, um. Oh, the supermarket employees are being uh, uh, striking over here. In oh, Australia. really? Yeah. <laughs> so, Shit. yeah, take that. It's going to be a hot labor summer. <laughs> yeah, we're Good. getting our bag back, baby. <laughs> Good. Anyway. Anyway, fight the power. Um. All right. Uh, second trailer. Um. For uh, a, a completely different vibe of a movie, uh, but there is still a sense of dread. This is uh, Night Swim. Um, cool. So, um, I I was on board for m- most of this trailer until the the end of it. Um, oh. Only because I was disappointed. Uh, because I I, I kind of. I kind of hate these trailers that, that try to have their cake and eat it too and be like, here's a montage of clips setting up our movie and here's just a scene. Um, you know, one or the other, guys. I don't think it works very well when they try and do both because it just... Everything shifts completely. Um, especially when I'm fairly confident the two characters we see in the pool weren't even in the first half of the fucking trailer. Um, so there was no connective tissue other than it was a pool that was at the house. The location was the same. That's the only thing. And I, I didn't, as a trailer cut together, it didn't work for me. That's, I don't know if that's just me being harsh, but um, that's kind of how I felt when I finished watching it. Um, uh, I w- so you're thinking it's like a Jaws opening, that these characters don't <laughs> really mean anything and they're just put at the start. Just uh, to say, Ooh, there's creepy stuff. It could, I mean, it could be, because it could be like, you know, because the and whole setup is... And then the house gets is, sold because it's yeah. haunted, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, like the whole setup is like, um, you know, that Wyatt Russell, who I was very happy to see, and um, his wife in this movie move into this house and they, you know, there's a pool that looks like it hasn't been used in forever. And then, you know, we cut to um, a night scene once the house is all set up, apparently, maybe, I don't know, that's how I interpreted it. And then, you know, you've got two youths in the pool playing Marco Polo. Um, really? <laughs> youths. Yeah, I know I said youths, didn't I? Well, they <laughs> youths. Youths. We're in our no, mid-30s. Pro- we can call them youths. They're young. So they're, they're young. They don't know Very the young. skin. They don't know young. the skin on their nose. Young whippersnappers. Meh. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still keen to see, to maybe see this, um, because it is a, 
uh, James Wan slash Blumhouse co-production. Um, mm. So I that that ticks that ticks the uh, the horror bona fides um, for me, um, which I like to see. Although you know you probably could have picked a better James Wan movie than The Nun, but that's just my again personal opinion. Um, but anyway, yeah, it looks it looks fine. I and then the the voice was too much for me. The, the creepy voice saying Bolo was, was a little, Pablo. little, little yeah. it's a little, a little bit much for me, but so I'm hoping, I'm hoping another trailer of this might sell, sell the movie to me better, but I, I, I may still watch it. Uh, Cause I do like my horror. So we'll, we'll see. Mm. Um, Michael, your thoughts? Yeah. It feels like this is like a flash in the pan sort of horror supernatural flick. So, I'm not expecting like you know big game busters. I mean, I suppose that's what Blumhouse is sort of doing. It's sort of harking back to the sort of horror, like horror movies that 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 uh, you get to see on VHS. Is like just throw throw anything is like ah oh, haunted pool. There you go, <laughs> sweet. And mm. um, yeah, James Wan. Australian, ah! yay! Yes. Anyway, we know how to do our horror. We our horror. Horror. We do. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the nun. It's part no. of the Conjuring. Yeah. Series, isn't it? It is, but you don't need to watch it. It's okay. It's not. I've never I, seen I, any I, of the Conjuring's. Really? You haven't the, even seen uh, the first one. No, no Conjuring's. No Annabelle. No. I would no, recommend. Annabelle's not part of it. I and it, yeah, it is yeah Annabelle's spin-off from The Conjuring yeah yeah I would uh, I, I have a, mm. I would recommend watching at least just the con the first Conjuring movie because it is a very well made horror film um and uh and if you want to watch more then watch The Conjuring too but you don't really need to watch any of the others okay yeah although, yeah I haven't really mm. I was gonna say I although really, the, Anna, mm. the Annabelle films are, <laughs> the Annabelle films are okay. But yeah. I haven't seen all of them. Anyway, sorry. I, ju- I just know there's a cameo in Shazam where that doll pops up each time. Yes, yes. Because the same director. Yes, yes. David F. Sandberg directed Annabelle Creation, which was the second movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a movie. <laughs> it certainly is. Hmm. From Blumhouse. <laughs> yes. Comes out next year sometime. Yes. At some point. In America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, our third and final trailer then. Um, uh, switching gears again. Um, although, you know, we're reusing the word night because reasons. Um, this is a first trailer for the film... Silent Night. Um, you guessed it. It's a Christmas movie. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely in your non-traditional vein. Uh, unless, you know, you're one of the, the, the people that like to call Die Hard a Christmas movie, which is Michael include myself in that statement, because hell yeah. Um, not to say that this is going to be anything like Die Hard, but we'll see. I really did like this trailer, though. I thought it was... Super well put together, um, very harrowing, very violent, um, Joel Kinnaman being badass, um, 
you know, he gets involved in a horrible drive-by shooting incident. Um, and, um, which, you know, I hate to say, he, he seems that his kid was killed in the incident and he in lost in the crossfire mm. and he lost the, uh, he himself lost the ability to speak, hence Silent Night. Um, and the entire trailer, there is no dialogue. The only time you hear any words spoken is from like a news report about the incident that happens. Um, and so he can't speak and basically he's going to John Wick this bitch and go after the people that, um, killed his son. Um, and it looks pretty intense. Um, and it's directed by John Woo, who is, you know, very famous, uh, director known for his action thrillers. Um, mm. so they've, they've got some good cred on this one. And, you know, John, Joel Kinnaman has proved himself quite often to be very skilled when it comes to these kinds of roles. So, um, and he looks awesome, um, in this performance. So I hope it's, I hope it's good. I don't know if I'll watch it just because I don't really go for these <laughs> kinds of action films. Cause I, I just, it's just never really been my cup of tea other than Die yeah. Hard apparently. But um, it is very, it is very catering for the dad crowd. It's like, yeah, I protect my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there seems to be like a whole genre of like, uh, of dad revenge thrillers now. Like, it just seems to be a genre of of like you know, because you've got John Wick, even though he's not a dad, but you know, it's similar vibes. You got nobody. You've got this. You've got whatever the hell movie Liam Neeson decides to put out next, which is just all the same thing. Nicholas Cage <laughs> does it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like it's just yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of it, and that's fine. You know, you know, there's a there's a niche for it. There's a market for it. Why not? Um, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. I won't yuck your yum. Um, but yes, that's, <laughs> you that's... better not. <laughs> no. No, I will not do that. Um, Michael, what did you think of this trailer? Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what I was I was in for. Um, I almost tapped out. I was like, death of a kid? No, I don't want to watch that. And then <laughs> it, it just turned into like a revenge, a revenge uh, John Woo action thriller. Yeah. I thought, hmm piquing my interest <laughs> and and the protagonist doesn't speak that's cool mm. <laughs> you know the the ape brain in me is going oh, oh, oh. oh kill all the bad guys and not say a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah toxic masculinity on steroids <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk about your feelings just use action. Murder your feelings. Murder them. Murder them dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is catering for that sort of demographic that that um, uh, like we spouted out a cu- couple of ones, but nobody as well, which I really liked as well. Mm. Um, with uh, ooh, what's his name? Bob Obenkirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think there's going to do a sequel to that as well. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm slowly creeping into that demographic. It's like, yeah, dead dead film that kick ass. Yeah, you know. <laughs> or th- these are my eighties eighties superheroes. It's like <laughs> disheveled, like 
nomads just going at it at a cartel <laughs> because they're different my family <laughs> maybe that's why um weird al included that as like a subplot in dewey's biopic <laughs> nah it's just because it's fun <laughs> <laughs> and because it's it also, really happened yes mm-hmm. yes and it's also a callback to uhf he's um oh sure independent where he was um being rambo <laughs> he was oh. he was rambo Nice. Uh, yeah, because he was saving uh, Michael. No, not Michael Keaton. Guy who plays Kramer. Michael. Oh, um. You know, the guy who went nuts and started shouting the N word. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> I gotta look his name up now. Michael Crichton? It's... No, that's the author of Jurassic Park. Um... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I'm just gonna IMDb Seinfeld and it'll come up. Which started in 1989. Fucking hell. Um, it's old as me. It's old as you. Uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Yeah. So it's close. Halfway. Halfway there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was he, he was playing Rambo, and mm-hmm. he played yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jeff. I need I need to do another rewatch of that. I've never seen it. It's okay, I guess. I mean, it is very unique in its in its take. It it's it's a uh, it's what like the Naked Gun was was doing, and uh, you could sort of see the elements of try, trying to do something like that, mm. like but also being a parody of different different things at the same time. But unfortunately. It was coming out in the same year as, like, um, I think it came out in '89. So it was, it, did, it was, yeah. it was up against, up against like Batman and 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 all those others. Uh, oh yeah, back, back to the Future Part Three. Um, yeah. So it it was like the biggest summer, and this is this little movie that came out. It's like no <laughs> yeah. one watched it. It's like, damn it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Silent oh, Night, yeah, it came out. It came out, yeah, in the summer of '89. Yeah, that's a. Yep, you're right. That's that's. Yeah, that's a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's like oh oh oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, weirdo. <laughs> Sorry. You won't be a able to make it. A different kind of movie. Alfred was. People were going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think what rewatching it is like ah, he was doing he was doing that and doing that and that, and that and that and that and that and that. So Silent Night, Christmas yep. film. Take your family. You say you see that? I would do that for you. <laughs> sure, Dad. Sure. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of that. Nice. Nice. All right, well, Silent Night comes out at some point. Um, mm. Mm, probably in time for Christmas, I would say. Yeah, probably Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it'll be a Christmas film that comes out in, like, February. <laughs> yeah, one of those weird ones, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? You missed your mark. <laughs> mark. Mark. Or, like, nothing bu- bugs me more than horror movies coming out not in October. Oh, I can sort of get away with that. Yeah. 
like there was a lot of March horror that I actually quite like. Yeah, there's like, a lot of horror that comes out like January, February, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because January, February is it. like the throw your shit shit out. It is. It's no, the, no it's the really dumping goes. ground. Yeah, it's the dumping ground. Which is funny to me, considering February 2018 was when Black Panther came out. So, <laughs> not so much of a dumping ground anymore. But still right. kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. Were they, were they really, like, <laughs> had full confidence in that? Is that? Ooh, it's popular? Okay. <laughs> More stuff. More. More. Do it. More. More. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're doing a Carlo Ren, aren't you? <laughs> Mar, Mar, Mar. <laughs> Shut up, Hux. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. And that caused him uh, to defect. Uh, yeah, that was it. That was the. Uh, that was it. That was the thing. <laughs> that was his. That was his hero origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the spy. <laughs> <laughs> I am the spy. Fucking hell. Good shit. Anyway, gold leader. Um, <laughs> so that. Um, let's wrap up. We're rolling on out of the trailer park because uh, it's time for one of our traditional not-so-quickie reviews. Quickie review. Lucky I actually had that in the chamber. <laughs> I went, oh, quick review. Do I still have that file? Shit. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> that's that's okay. why I sort of rambled. Ah, love it. Yeah, that's what Hello. I do. <laughs> that's what we do. Ah, got it. <laughs> anyway. Loki. Anyway, yes. Um, so because, of course, there's a certain show that we must conclude talking about in our popcorn culture. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to have a brief discussion on uh, episode one of season two of Loki, um, which finally, finally dropped um, last Friday here in Australia or Thursday, if you're living in the US. Um, yes, first episode was titled Ouroboros. Um, and I was like, I wonder, I'm like, oh, I get the Norse mythology reference here, but where does it fit in? Ouroboros. Where's it going to fit in in terms of this universe? So I was. Well, it doesn't. Pleasantly... It sort of fits in with itself. <laughs> ah, I was pleasantly surprised to find where it did fit. Um, but Fulia, of course, has left us some of her thoughts on the episode. So I'm just going to read that out, and then we'll go from there with our thoughts. Um, she says. I don't know what it is, but this show hits differently compared to other Marvel shows, and I really love it. I smiled quite a bit watching this episode and was watching very intently to make sure I didn't miss a detail, but I'm sure I have. Oh yeah, fully the stuff that even I missed in, in this. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of Lenny memes. <laughs> yeah, there's some Easter eggs here. Um, that are very, very good. Well, I missed, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we'll go into it. Um, what else does she say? Uh, OB, uh, Ouroboros himself, uh, was a standout addition and he is awesome. Couldn't agree more for you. Uh, he also made me feel sorry for him because nobody cared about him for hundreds of years and only now is he relevant to the TVA. 
I mean, he's been doing his job all these years, but nobody just went down to say hello to him. There's so much to take out of this episode, but I'm going to leave it to you two to discuss in detail. Also, spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spoilers. I'm so happy Loki and current day Mobius have reunited. Yeah. So is everyone on Tumblr, Fulia. <laughs> Fucking Tumblr. I forgot how bad the Lokius shippers are. I'd blocked it from my mind, which is, you know, again, I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. You want to ship it? Go nuts. I don't. But but I was just looking through the Loki tag after the show, trying to see what people were saying about it, you know, because the reviews were a bit, the early reviews were a bit mixed and I was like a little worried and I'm like, let's see what everyone else think because I liked it. Uh, of course. Um, and everyone was just talking about Lokius. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, at least it'll keep the show going. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. Um, There's but... more than forcing two people into a relationship that, you know, matchmaker. But, matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. I suppose I'm not really one to talk, um, <laughs> considering some of the ships that I've I've sailed on. Um, but we won't talk about that right now because I want to talk about Loki. <laughs> I can go on. <laughs> um, so, yes, as for my thoughts on this episode, uh, I will agree with Fuller and say that OB was a standout addition. I think he stole the show. I love Kihoi Kwan. I mean, I've been very vocal about that after his success with Everything Everywhere All at Once last year and his Oscar win this year. Um, you know, so great to see, um, you know, one of my favourite actors uh, as like from when I was a kid, um, you know, become, you know, someone as, as, you know, will remain as talented as he is, but, you know, ha- now finally get his, you know, the, the career and the love and the fame and the success that he's owed um, is just awesome. And so to see him enter the MCU is really cool. Um, and I like the character he plays. I, like his intro scene, like we're going to, we're going to do little minor spoilers, guys, only minor spoilers, but his intro scene where you have Loki and Mobius and then Loki time slips and then you have past OB and present OB and like the sh- like the time the time travel stuff on that was just freaking fantastic and the way Kihoi Kwan had like he delivered the subtleties in the differences between the two versions of himself past and present was just Mwah. that see that sequence is probably my favorite sequence in the show apart from the ending because the ending I really liked as well um but yeah OB is just brilliant um yeah, but it, but getting thrown back into the show was just such a whirlwind because, you know, it's been getting close to two and a half years since um, season one aired. Like, it's mm. been ages. Uh, and I didn't, No time has passed. No time has passed. They literally got kept going straight off the bat. And I, I knew they would, but... It was. I was just like, oh, holy shit, all right, we've got Loki running down a corridor and Mobius chasing after him and it's all very, oh, God. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was done It was done really, really well. Um, I, 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 one comment, actually, that I did take from Tumblr that I really liked, and I'll say it here because it's relevant, but I think it was so funny because I agree. Um, we didn't even see Kang really in this episode but you feel his presence you see the image of him in this episode a few times you know in the statues and in the mural and whatnot um but <laughs> this person on tumblr was like um 
he's not even in the episode, and or he's in the episode for like, like barely at all, and he's more foreboding here than he was in the entirety of Quantumania. And I'm like, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, any excuse to shade, throw shade at that movie, I'll take it. Um, because it disappointed the hell out of me. But I'm very. S- <laughs> Why am I slowly becoming a, <laughs> a quantum mania apologist? Oh, I know. Please, <laughs> I please t- turn me onto it. I wanna, I wanna like it. I wanna like it. I just can't. I don't even own it on. I didn't even buy it on Steelbook. Like that's how much I don't like it. I. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. 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 It's not. Uh, it's not that I'm. I'm I go for it. It's like I just enjoy some of the concepts in it. It's like I see oh, it as yeah. a study, not necessarily a piece, a piece of cinema that was good. That's probably how I need to look at it. That's yeah. probably where I'm, where I need I need, I need to retool my. I like my the theory. Yeah, the, I don't the like theories. the conclusion, but I like the theory. <laughs> um. Anyway, but yeah. Overall, um. Yeah, this was a great first episode. It was paced so fast, like it just balls to the wall. Um, the comedy was off the charts, like freaking. you know, I mentioned it at the top of the show, very top of the show, but Mobius writing skin question mark on, in the dust on that panel thing was just, that tickled me so much. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do enjoy seeing like all, all comments on the ship aside. I do enjoy seeing, um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, um, working together again, playing off each other again, re- you know, slipping s- seamlessly back into the same banter that they had last season. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it feels like we haven't left. They've done a very good job at returning to the world. Um, and yeah, there was only, the only negative thing I would say is that Loki doesn't, and this is, this is so bad, it sounds so bad given the criticism I just gave, but like, Maybe. there's no mention, there's no mention of the the, the kiss at all. Uh, not e- not in the previously on, or when he's you know t- talking about Sylvie to anyone, and I'm just like, mm, is gay. it essential? Though? It's not essential. It's not essential, and I I so I get why they didn't mention it, but to me, it it just felt like they were they were already shifting away from it. However, I the one scene we get where Loki and Sylvie are face to face. Spoilers. It's very brief. Um, they play the the theme, like their mm. their musical theme, and and you get Tom Hiddleston's amazing face just reacting to seeing her and the, the angst Tear. that comes out. And I was like, ah, yeah. So that moment, that moment was nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like I like that sort of like glimpse of the ending of the of the show. Yeah, yeah, cool time travel stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. and that skin and that skin is a plot point. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because well, it was used in the episode, I guess. Because cause then, then Loki knew he was in the future and not in the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah, I it was it was very well written and and done. And one Easter egg I just want to say before I throw to you, Mike, uh, is um, uh, Casey uh, is listening to a podcast, and it is actually the same podcast that Stephen Grant is listening to in Moon Knight to help him. Sleep, help him relax. Oh, I did not pick that up. Neither did I. Thank you again, Tumblr. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I yes. thought it was just a normal self-help sort of like meditation while you work because I've been there. 
<laughs> no, Dead it's the same. Job. Yeah, it's go. the same one. I know. I thought that was fucking cool. That makes sense because isn't the same people that did Moonlight is actually doing this season of Loki? I, I mean, I can double check. I know, I know they're the directors from Hawkeye, um, but I they may have directed an episode or two of Moon Knight. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was maybe. Oh, yeah, or was it them? I can't remember. But I'm yeah, look, yeah, that's right. And I'll just talk. Um, I really, I really am enjoying the sort of cinematic sort of takes that they're doing in this because yeah, it's. Sorry, you're right. Two two of the episodes were directed by the two dudes who are directing Loki. They also directed, yeah. They also directed Hawkeye. So yeah, so that makes sense. Anyway, yes. Yeah. So I uh, I really like the sort of camera shots that they were doing. That like the sort mm. of long ones and the, and especially with that scene. I just love that scene with with um Obi just have new formed like like memories and they're coming back into the past it's like i love this, this is the reason why i love science fiction because you could do shit like that and that and it, it's not natural at all but it's here it's ah love it and yeah those shot shots of like the static shots and i it's probably because it's owen wilson but i'm getting a lot of um wes anderson vibes as well <laughs> sort of yeah static shocks and and just yeah, and just the set decorations and yeah, I yeah, I just love this. This is this is the part of the um uh universe of Marvel that I really enjoy is because it it doesn't really take place and it doesn't really need hints of different things. It can be its own thing, but uh, but being part of like the multiverse sort of um aspect of it, it's it's not based on it's not set on earth it's it's in its own universe and i love the fact that they they're doing the thing that i i um that i that i discovered in the in the last season where it's like oh it's a complete loop isn't it it's everything is a loop and but all the actions are different and this is what this episode episode is it just goes around on itself and we and we're seeing that concept that absolutely boggles the mind of a normal normal viewer and i can actually understand why some some critics are just going i don't understand what the fuck is going on it's like yes this is what's in my head every time <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course loki dies in this episode as well i mean he gets he has to prune himself to survive from the timeline yeah, so he technically does die. Yeah, dies every Again. time. God fucking damn it. Why would yes. you have to point that out? Because <laughs> it's a plot point. And he gets pruned by him, by the future self of Loki. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we don't actually Maybe see that. Was really, it was really interestingly blocked, that scene, because he goes from looking at Sylvie to straining in pain, and then you realise he's been pruned, and it's like... But he didn't have. He was looking for one of the batons. He didn't have because mm, he didn't have one. Because it dropped yeah. out of his hand when he when he slipped. When he slipped, and I yeah. love the fact that it, he's traveling through time, but not space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so and cool. Who's... And the time the time slipping looks so cool too. I love the effect. Yeah, it sort of is. It sort of is the um, 
glitching in Spider-Verse is because he's not fixed because he, <laughs> he exists everywhere because because um his portal that he went through was um it was the man at the end of the universe. I can't remember his name. He who but remains. He who remains. It was his sort of time thing. So he, he's not part of it. He's like a, a fourth dimensional being now. He's like a hex, mm. hex demon. He's a hex demon, and he's not set. So he had the he had to get pruned so he can actually get out of that timeline. So he can be metaphysically here, and I like that. Yeah. It was yeah. very well done. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact yeah. that it all that the TBA it all gets destroyed and then it goes all the way back and gets all the way destroyed. Yeah. And I think Obi is a is going to be a bigger character than he than he actually is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because you don't just get an Oscar-winning star <laughs> and just have him for, like, one big one at the start and it's like, oh, he just tags along. I think there's I think there's more to Obi. I think because, so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he could have some connection to, to He Who Remains or, or to Kang. Like, if he's been with the TVA as long as he says he's been, you know... And I, I, yeah, it would be really kind of interesting if they went down sort of a sinister route with him. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not sinister. I th- maybe he he's the one that possibly created the TBA by 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 the word of Kang. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. like he was he is the architecture because he because he maybe. built that thing. And he's all about fixing True. stuff, and <laughs> he tries to fix, and yeah, and memory memory loss as well. I like that. Mm. Every time the universe gets regenerated, they have to they have to wipe their memories from the last time. Yeah, over and over and over. Yeah, over and over yep. and over and over again. Spoiler alert. Okay, uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it was very very good. A good solid. Opening for a season, yeah. From a very much three year hiatus, maybe almost two and a half, almost almost two and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, not to nitpick, but uh, Tom Hiddleston's hair is not canonically accurate. No, it's not, and it shits me too. Don't worry. It's a little I'm bit so- shorter. It's a little bit shorter. He didn't grow his hair. His hair didn't get grown long enough in time for the- when they started filming. So it's a little, yeah. When you go back and you look at photos of or footage from the last season, yeah, it's it's so much shorter. Oh, oh Wilson <laughs> is a little bit skinnier. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't notice that. I, I could sort of see it in the face. It's like, mm, yeah. they shouldn't have done that uh, recap. It was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the reason why I don't rewatch stuff. So I can be immersed. <laughs> immersed like, in it. Although... I will Sylvie's not pregnant. <laughs> Sylvie's not pregnant. I will give you one one thing though. Um, Tom Tom is still doing the the fucking hair flip every goddamn time he comes out of a time slip. He's posing. Times. He's posing. It's just, just like man. 
Who's Good thing for? he's like he's like well yeah. Who's that for? I wonder. Good thing he's like built because I imagine that kind of a hit neck flick would just fucking ruin yeah. your neck. You keep doing it like that because the guy's in his sixties, isn't he? Um, <laughs> that's incorrect. Yeah, he's fucking old. So careful, he's dude. Not, he's how old is he? Twenty-three. He's forty-two. Leave him alone. Forty-two. He's he's not that old. Forty-two. Add a decade and you're roughly where he is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 52. Anyway, let's move Reason on. Reason why he dyes his hair. Before, no. Grey mo- <laughs> nomad. Anyway, before Mike trashes on one of my men uh, mm. anymore. Um... <laughs> Am I crashing on him? I want no, him I dead. Said, I said Each trash. episode. Oh, trash. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, put him in the trash. <laughs> God. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's our that's our thoughts on um our, our not so quick quickie review of Loki season two episode one or Robotosh. Um. Yes. 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 Ouroboros. Um, so, Ouroboros. That will be taking over popcorn culture, uh, next week, of course. But until then, it's time for for the moment. The section. The segment. The little bit. <laughs> yeah, the part. The drink break. <laughs> the place, the spot, the thing in the show we like to call... <coughs> Start your engines, popcorn culture. <laughs> yes. It's popcorn culture time. Um, and we are here, of course, to discuss our thoughts on the and final... And our feelings. There are many feelings. feelings. Thoughts and feelings, because feelings are important. Mm-hmm. And they must, they must be felt and expressed. Um, they can't be silent nighted. You can't keep that can't... bottled up. No. And take it out on a cartel. No. Just because they... Accidentally kill your your, your, your little boy. Ahsoka <laughs> uh, episode. Ashoka. Ashoka episode eight. Um, very the interesting. The lion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the warlord. Lord. Um, <laughs> Wardrobe. Yes. Lord. Very interesting. Very interesting title. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord is the the name of this episode. So, thanks, Dave Filoni. Guess he likes Narnia. Um, but who C- doesn't? Yes, Lewis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, cool. So, um, Folia has some thoughts before we dive into ours. Uh, she says, "I don't know what to say about this final episode." All right. Um, thanks, Fulia. Um, <laughs> That's it. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, she goes on to say, it was so good, but then at the same time, you feel bummed for Ahsoka because of how things turned out by the end. Very happy for Ezra. The fact we got to see him fight with his own handmade lightsaber was awesome. I was kind of hoping to see the same or similar hilt from Rebels, but I don't know if he lost it by the end of that series to require making a new one. Mike will probably have the answer to this. In fact, I may even have the answer to this, but Mike will probably be the best person to talk to about that. Uh, Overall, this episode had a lot of drama and battles. I really enjoyed it. Good. Mm. I'm glad for you. I am very, very glad. Um, 
Yes. Well, my overall thoughts. I also enjoyed it. Um, it did feel a little anticlimactic, um, but um, but that's okay. Um, you know, it was it was not a bad finale by any stretch of the imagination. The the fights were really good, as Fulia said, um, and you know a lot of the you know the stakes were very high clearly, and it was really interesting to see Thrawn on like looking like he was on the back foot for once. Um, he was not having a good time <laughs> mm. for most of this episode, which I found super interesting that they went there because I thought his whole deal was that he was just this unwavering force to be reckoned with. But he was—he's oh no, he's—he's he's a he's a real boy underneath all that. Um, yes, so yeah, he's so Pinocchio. He's Pinocchio. <laughs> there are yeah. no strings on him. Anyway, um, bad there allergy. are no strings on. Mm -hmm. um yes no it was good it was good i liked it um yeah lot the 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 fight scenes are awesome and um yeah i you know i'll talk about my favorite one as we go along and the the very ending of the episode had me cheering and screaming at my tv i was very (laughs) very happy with the final shot of the episode um it's not just for christmas Oh, gosh, good stuff. Um, Mike, what did you think of the final episode? I really enjoyed it. It it um when I was saying last week that the se- second to last uh, the penultimate episode, uh, I was expecting something awful to happen. Then you would lead into the last episode for it to have like a, a certain bow at the end of it. So I was thinking we're probably going to get more story with these characters. So I was, I was expecting something to, to be like a little bit of a downer, but we're still safe. So so I'm I was actually quite happy with the ending and where all the characters are and er. Um, overall, uh, I was, uh. I didn't really expect anything to be bad, but I still was, I was, I was still on the edge of my seat through because who knows what would ha- happened if um, they they decide it's like well we're going to kill off this character, um, maybe maybe Ahsoka, maybe maybe Ezra, maybe even Sabine, and we and I was like fearful for my. For most of them, because who knows what will happen? Because we're in this sort of very weird um, area in Star Wars where we need to make some sort of connection towards the sequel trilogy, and none of these characters are in the sequel trilogy in the sequel trilogy that we know of. So it's the story is still up in the air, and I'm really enjoying the fact that not not everyone knows. Of what's going to happen? It's all in Filoni's mind what he wants to do, and it looks like mm. the big, the big bad is going to be is going to be Thorn, and I'm happy for that because, I yeah that that last conversation that he has with Ahsoka is like this this is the Thorn this is the, this is the guy <laughs> he gets under your skin he's like Hannibal Lecter he's <laughs> blue. <laughs> <laughs> red eyes and the perfect hair. Hmm. <laughs> He's not disheveled at all. 
and he's he's now beyond a, he, he's beyond like grand admiral he's he's god basically cult leader towards these people yeah yeah he and is. W- if they if he ever meets up with the rest it's we're we're leading towards um uh heir to the empire so some something big's going to happen something huge yeah and I i'm can't starting yeah i'm starting to think that that this movie that they're supposedly doing that's going to tie all the tv shows together is going to be called heir to the empire like mm. i just i think it will i think they'll be i think they'll be adapting some form of that i yeah. don't really know the story too well but it definitely feels like that's where we're headed yeah it's a interesting story i've i've only like listened haven't read the the first um uh, chapter of it because there's three because it's always star wars it's always three so always in threes it's always goes in threes so so it, it it heads off to a very interesting place and of course it you've got your your main three uh, as well you've got you luke Leia, and han but don't know if they're going to go down that road route with with them it's going to be like subtle mm-hmm. hints like they do in this uh, in this series where uh, it's a it's a message from from Leia uh, through uh, C3PO which I didn't mind because she's busy like raising a kid for the first time so mm-hmm. interesting Ben <laughs> and he has a story all to himself so and yeah, I think it's going to be uh, maybe um, they're going to swap out those characters with the the rebels characters because now spoiler, Ezra's back in town, and and he is dressing up as a stormtrooper once again, as a death trooper. Oh, just, death. is that a thing that he does? He does that a lot in to in order to like get to places. He he, he dresses as a stormtrooper. And his code name is Jabba the Hutt. Really? Yeah, it's a kid's show. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind it. <laughs> that, that's why it's sort of the quips he has in this show. It's like, ah, there's the Ezra that we know. He does bad jokes. Anyway. Not fart jokes in that show, but it eh, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. So hopefully... Uh. The- Hopefully Zed will be in season two, <laughs> or it's going to be called something else. Maybe, maybe Ezra, mm. because now he's in the real world. Yep, he is. Um, yeah, well, I uh, I think I want to start by just talking about um, you know the two um, the two original characters in this show um, that. I feel terrible because I actually, I was so caught up in what everything, everything that was going on with, you know, Ahsoka Sabine and Ezra trying to get to Thrawn and stop Thrawn from leaving that I forgot about Balin and Shin. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's like, oh, where, where's, where's our favorite? <laughs> Basically. I, yeah. I wasn't thinking, where are they? I was so, um, co- yeah, enraptured by what I was watching. So I suppose, yeah, that is a good thing that, um, that story that is, has been you know secondary to my favorite i guess it's not a bad story it's just not my favorite um but that yeah it pulled me in that well um but yeah we only get two brief glimpses in this episode one per character for balin uh and for shin 
Um, we see Shin has returned. She's she didn't end up going back uh, with the uh, the Death Troopers um, back to the ship. She stayed on the planet and she's headed to where those um, creatures were. I can't even think of what the, we could call them. I'm sure they've got Ravages. a name. The Ravages. The Ravager-like characters. And um, the Tusken Raiders yes, version of this planet. Of this galaxy, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so we see her um, pull up to them and uh, she raises her lightsaber and um, I suppose she's declaring herself some kind of ruler over them, maybe, or she's going to unite hmm. them for some I come in peace. Or... Yeah. I come to join your ranks. I am a nomad. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with her next season. Um <laughs> whether or not she'll remain on this planet or she'll end up coming back to the, the main galaxy. Who knows? Um, but that's where we leave her. And then, of course, um, we get one final shot of the late, great Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull. Mm. Um, and what a shot. Um, you know, I like, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Rebels, I haven't seen all the Clone Wars, um, but I, I kind of understand... The significance to a degree of the statue that he was standing on on the kings um, of old yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah very lord of the rings vibes um but it was it was really cool just to see him standing in the the palm of this you know is it one of the one of the mortis gods right that's what it's supposed to be yeah uh, there's the father the son and the daughter yeah and he was on the father the he son was, was the next to him and the daughter doesn't have her head. No, she doesn't. She does not. Um, yes, just I suppose it's showing how old those statues are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I really liked this this final shot of him. Uh, it was very. I don't know. It was very fitting. Just it was a shame that it was like it's it, this is it. But like, like it, it was such a good visual of him standing mm. in this god's hand, you know, um, and just looking out on the horizon and thinking of his future and, and what he might be attaining. Um, although there is the pesky myth, you know, question of where do you get that cloak from, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, that doesn't really matter. He killed much, the dog that he was riding and he turned it into <laughs> a coat. And he made it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was cold. Because it was a, cold. He did a Han Solo and just ripped the belly open and just like, I'm cold. I'm going <laughs> to use you for food and for clothing. <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, Poetry. Yeah. Poetry, it rhymes. So, yes, we see... Yeah, we see this is the last time we see him and... Um, you know, we don't know what is in store for his character, especially with, sadly, with Ray no longer with us. What is it going to mean for the story? Are they going to recast? Are they going to write him out? I'm sure Dave Filoni will have all the answers if he's not working on them already. Um, I imagine he's probably well and truly working on them by now, um, sadly. But, um, but yeah, it was a great final shot, and I can't wait to see, regardless if it's, you know, it's going to be or not going to be what we had you know, what they had in mind for Balin's character. I, I can't wait to see what they end up doing. 
and what it means um, and what he's mm. trying to do. Maybe maybe Shin will take up some sort of mantle in his stead. I don't know, but they've gone their separate ways. So who knows? Who knows? The Padawan has um, become the master. Yes. Yeah. What did What did you think of the you know seeing Shin and, and Balin for the last time? Um. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's sort of a who knows if their story will be continued. But it's Star Wars, so it will be continued with within different mediums. Maybe a di- maybe in a yeah. book, maybe in a cartoon, maybe in a comic, or maybe even in season two. Even if we do or do not get a season two, there is no try. And yeah, and with the Balin thing, it's like unfortunately, it is with that shot where he's um, on the palm of the on the hand palm of the of the uh, father that's a story that's maybe going to be more explored later cuz there are there are different there there is um like uh, an arc in the clone wars where um Ahsoka and Anakin go to go to a place where they actually meet these ethereal gods and uh and spoiler alert: the the daughter dies, and actually her essence. No, sorry, Ahsoka dies, but obviously yeah. she, she doesn't. But the <laughs> sort of the essence and the and the spiritual thing goes in uh, of the daughter goes into her, and she's like reborn as, as the daughter. So that may be a significance on what is going to happen on this planet where. Maybe the embodiment of the daughter, who is Ahsoka, is on this planet, and Balin may be the embodiment of either the the son or the father, uh, and they're going to meet and stuff happens. <laughs> mm, don't know. Okay. More, more Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> more of the li- rings <laughs> A- analogy in this. So yeah, uh, yeah, and who knows if they're going to recast uh, Ray or not. Yeah, possibly. There's a big possibility for that because I don't think. No, don't don't do, don't do don't do CGI, please. Oh God! I, no. think, I think it's a time now that we can not do that and just yeah, you know, give it to someone else. I mean, even Mark Hamill has come out and said it's it's lovely that people still l- love the Luke of of. Of back then, but it's it, it may be maybe more fitting to just just to recast. I mean, they've done it before with Han Solo, and I know that was a failed experiment. But maybe, maybe, I mean, we're doing that with um, the the um, oh god, Billy D. Williams, like re- recasting Billy D. Williams. As, yeah, yeah, Donald Glover, and that's going to be a, a movie. It's like why. Let's let's just do that. You can recast. I, I know people have maybe an issue with oh, it's it's tarnishing the legacy. It's like not really. It's it the characters the same. It's just played by a different person because of because of reasons. And yeah, and coming from me, Doctor Who, the first Doctor has been played by three people. <laughs> so <laughs> the original. Um, Richard Hartnell, which is cousin, 
and 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 Filch himself. David, yeah, David, David Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, don't be scared. It's okay. <laughs> do you think no, the Disney first don't per- like taking risks? Yeah. Do you think the first person that 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 played Hamlet is still playing Hamlet? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. Ah ah ah. Didn't say the magic word. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. We're well, keeping you on villains then. Um. We uh got to see the uh the the bowing out one character that will not be coming back for season two if there is one, which there likely will be. Uh, is Morgan Elsbeth. Um. Mm. Yes, the rise and fall of Morgan Elsbeth. Um, yeah, I um, I thought it was really cool what they did with her in this episode. I really liked it, how she kind of leveled up. Like, the great mothers gave her this power. Like, I thought it was going to be a trap and that she was they were going to kill her or something or sacrifice her or something because the way they were speaking, it just sounded very ominous. I mean, it is ominous because they imbued her with some kind of dark, you know... Um. Uh, what are they bloody called? Night sister, witchcraft, magic, magic <laughs> some kind. Um, magic but, you with know. a J and a K. Yeah. Um. But um, she looked really, really cool. Like I loved how, like them doing that. You know, she gave her not only the black eyes, but she had like the shading on her face, like the, the like the sort of the markings. Yeah. Um. I sorry, I adored that. Um. And, like, how she was like them, but she wasn't like them still. She was still... She still kind of felt other to them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then, you know, and then she got to wield a super badass sword, um, which yeah. I I thought was awesome. Um, probably my favourite fight scene in the whole show was, <laughs> apart, from the, apart from the Ahsoka and Anakin stuff, of course, um, was just watching Morgan and Ahsoka throw down... And the sound of this green sword that could not be, you know, broken by lightsaber. Um, it was just epic. I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so great. It was so entertaining. Um, it was done and like choreographed masterfully, shot so beautifully. Yeah, I was in. I was in. So yeah, when when the um, you know the the, the fight eventually ended and. And then, sadly, uh, well, not not sadly, really. <laughs> I shouldn't say sadly, but I liked her character. No, no, she was no. interesting. Uh, a lot of people, like online, and including myself, is like, "Oh, she was awesome." Yeah, yeah, she Wanted was more, very cool. Unfortunately, not to be. It's a good. It's not- a good bookend of Ahsoka's um, life as well. Like the first yeah. time we see her in live action is a battle with her, and then at the end of this. So yeah, yeah. Steps towards a character. For a <laughs> mm. Yes, yeah. Very good point. Um, yeah. So I was a little sad to see that that was that was the end of her because I was hoping we'd get more. Um, but um, but no. But it's but it was what a way to go out. What a way to go down. Um, she got to be super super fucking cool in this episode. Yeah, so. Badass. Yeah, so badass. Um, you have any any thoughts on, on Morgan Elspeth? Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people should cosplay her. It's, mm. And that fiery sword as well is a, um, 
a Clone Wars thing because they do uh, a lot of um, night witches in in Clone Wars. Um, mm. even the even the name as well. So, yeah. There's not really much to talk about. It was just an awesome fight and awesome Cory, awesome Cory, mm. and mm. and um, yeah, I had my I had my heart and my chest beaten. It's like, oh, what's going on? Please don't kill off Ahsoka. I know she's I know she's um, Ahsoka the White now. So, <laughs> but going on the Lord of the Rings thing. Um, this is going on the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, but when Gandalf lost his staff, Ahsoka lost one of her sabers, so she's off balanced. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Good point. <laughs> Good point. So she needs to make a new one. Mm. Good thing she has the tools for that yeah she's got the tools for yeah that. yeah she, she's yeah, got she... uh uh oh what's his name who yang who ain't who ain't uh dr who wang uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she she may need to build another one and it may feel odd because in a way you can feel they're different they won't build at the same time yeah mm. <laughs> lightsaber law yeah. yeah, I I do really like the fact that she had like has two. I think that's such a cool kind of thing to her character. The fact that she has two, one of them smaller than the other, and they're white. Yeah, I've always kind of liked that about her. Yeah, mm. because she is balanced with the fourth, and she does she doesn't go for any other colors. No, nah. not even both blue and not red. Not even both. Yes. Purple. <laughs> yeah, purple. Yeah. That's reserved for Mace Windu, I think. Because he's secretly evil, maybe. <laughs> he's got to come back somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're working on that. Um, cool. Well, speaking of Force uh, users, um, I, I'm interested to hear your take on Sabine in this episode because mm-hmm. uh, they... They did. They they've gone further again this week with her being more force sensitive and really. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about, of course, the you know the moment where she force pushes Ezra into the ship. Yeah. Over that great great distance. I don't know if that felt like too much too soon for me. She had a whole season. Yeah, I know. But it just... I don't know. I feel like... That's called character growth. Here's the thing. So, I know we saw Sabine training in the first... You know, uh, the first couple episodes of the the season. You know, she was, you know, finding Mm -hmm. her way, doing a little bit of lightsaber work. Um, trying to move mugs, cups with her, with her, you know, with the force, and not being able to do so, and and then you know we, you know, she gets she gets better clearly with the lightsaber combat as it goes along, which again I think advanced too quickly, but I just think it's interesting that 
I don't think we saw enough of her training um, earlier on to justify the growth that she's ha- she seems to have had off screen. Yeah, I, suppose, I feel like there's things missing. I suppose the the thing thing is that we get to learn that she's been training with Ahsoka like before we we see them, and there, there's stuff happens so. There, there was a there, there may be like a lot of uh, like work and even in the rebels that she was learning some bits and pieces with with um uh with uh freddie prince jr and and then Kane and jarris yeah ben and jarris uh, to, to because that's where they introduced the um the dark saber as well and sabine actually mm. had the dark saber and so and so Kanan was teaching her how to wield it because, of course, she's a Mandalorian. All she knows is a little stabby stab with the knife and flamethrowers and all, all that, which and she does. Pew-pew. And a pew pew. And even the, even in this episode, when Ahsoka says, "Go back to blasters. We need we need blasters," I say, "Okay, I know how to shoot." And pew pew. So she can fall back to that if she if yeah. she if need be. And. Yeah, so she had a little bit of training in the Rebels, and it looks like in between the ending of Rebels and Ahsoka, she trained with Ahsoka all, all throughout there until they had a falling out because of Mandalore and yeah. absolute devastation. And and even after that, is that Ahsoka goes, well, I can't. T- well, they say it. The Ahsoka said, "You can't." I was worried that you're being a Jedi for the wrong reasons, and that's the scene that we pro- probably needed, like all the way from the start. That the re- the reason why they stopped is because Ahsoka was worried that uh, Sabine was going to follow down the path of what what I'm dealing with. Maybe mm. I'm going to be like my master, Anakin, and she had that hang up until she had a little th- thing with Anakin in the spirit world, whatever world that we that the the, the mythical place that she meets a master and they they have amends. It's like, and now I'm the white savior. No, not the white savior. You know what I mean. But yes, <laughs> I'm a so I'm a soaker the white now. I, I'm a soaker the white. It's like now, now I, now I can promise myself I am not going to be fallen to the dark side because that's that was Anakin. It, it's not what um, I was taught as Anakin. So I can teach Sabine to be to be like that and not worry mm. that she's going to fall. And then they had their heart to heart on the ship, which is cool. Uh, before the TIE Fighters came, and then mm. yeah, it's probably a pep talk that Sabine probably needed. So. And then she she says, "Oh, I need. Uh, it's a life and death situation. I need to pick up my lightsaber right now because I'm about to get galled by that Nazi, by the by the Nazi zombie." And I got it, yay! And and she and she had the uh, the Hoth um, lightsaber thing where mm. L- Luke was upside down and says, oh, "I need to get my lightsabers." Yeah. yeah. So and it took a whole season to do that. So. Yeah, it depends if you if you like Sabine as a character. It's like, yeah, she's an interesting character. She's not one of my favorites, but character growth, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, she's definitely had some character growth. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't entirely work for me, but it's but it's fine. Like it's, I just I'm just curious as to why you know they're like oh yeah well I suppose they haven't really done that anyway. I ignore that thought. Um, right. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, this this episode was I'm trying to remember. It was the same episode where we saw Hu Yang and Ezra, you know, building lightsabers together, right? Yeah, from the start. Yeah. Yeah, that was right at the start. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that just popped into my mind. That was a really nice scene, um, you know, with, you know, Hu Yang just being his awesome self and, and Ezra, you know, actually um, remembering what, you know, Kanan taught him, um, you know, to fashion his own lightsaber. And that was the thing that Folia mentioned earlier, which was... Um, yeah. When she said, I don't know if he lost it by the end of Rebels, um, that required him making a new one. Um, he gave his lightsaber to Sabine, correct? Yes, he gave one of his lightsabers to Sabine. Oh, he has more than one. Yeah, well, I, yeah, the thing is, I can't remember. He built his first one, and it was a sort of dual sa- saber and blaster. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and I think there was like a time jump and he actually um, fashioned his own one because he was more trained as as a Jedi and that was the green one that he gave to Sabine at the end. So he so he has fashioned like two sabers and now he's fashioned a third one which it, and it has a little part of, of his master. So his master's always going to be with him. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that. I thought that was really, I thought that was really, really nice. It was a really great scene, um, and it was Fe- good to see him fighting, huh? Yeah, uh, Phoenix Feather. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we could make some Harry Potter references, but we won't. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, but it was good to see Ezra actually fighting with a lightsaber this time around. Yeah. Um, him and Sabine made for a really good team. I mean, the three of them, like, I really enjoyed that scene where, you know, they're coming into the castle and the three of them are going up against the da- the death troopers or whatever they're called and, um, you know, and how they kind of, they draw them out and then only to advance into them and just cut them down before they get brought back to life and then they have to deal with them again. Like, that was a really fun sequence. I liked it. I like <laughs> it too. yeah yeah when there's no more room in heaven the death the the dead will walk the earth (laughs) (laughs) yeah 100% 100% yeah it was it was so cool to see um yeah not only some badass lightsaber fights but fucking zombies (laughs) (laughs) zombies Zombies. in Star Wars (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, that also yeah, comes up in Rebels as well. Like there's corpse. Oh, I'm sure. No, I think it's in Fallen, Fallen uh, Jedi, Fallen Order. Yeah. I think you, I think you fight like, um, like reanimated co- uh, corpses of uh, some species. Can't remember. Err. Yeah. Anyway, so hmm. but it's the first time live action we get to see zombies. Yeah. Yeah, it was so cool. It was so cool. I really, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, again, yeah, just all the all the fighting 
was just it was just really well done. Um, yeah. Do you have any any thoughts? I'm just. I just really enjoyed it, and and just yeah. and just them raiding a tower. It's awesome. It's mm. it's stuff that's familiar, but it's new at the same time. And yeah, just them fighting and and <laughs> and uh, the little banter that Sabim and Ezra has is like, yeah, that's that, that that's from the that, that's from the TV show. So they definitely um, brought that over. And nice. Uh, Need more. Need more. Need more. Hmm. Need more. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I suppose there's not too much else to discuss apart from, yeah, Thrawn's obviously, you know, uh, gotten away um, by the time the episode closes and he's taken the the great mothers with him which I found really interesting, but it makes a, it makes a lot of sense, I suppose, because A, they're going to Dathomir, um, that we find out, and B, um, of course he's going to, you know, want to keep their, you know, beings of their ability around um, as he heads back into the universe, sorry, the galaxy that he's about to conquer. Um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and then just, you know, interesting as well to see that um Sabine and Ahsoka Hu Yang they're all stuck on the um in the other galaxy mm. until the Purgles come back and they use the Purgles to go <laughs> I suppose next season maybe. who knows maybe <laughs> you know uh, yeah the Eagles will come back and fly the Mordor <laughs> yeah you know that's another thing it's funny because like I saw I watched this other video that compared that like the the tower to Baradur, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had very Baradur vibes. So then at the end of the episode, when it like it ends up getting destroyed, I was like, oh okay, <laughs> we're just going ham on all the Lord of the Rings references. It's great, yeah. um, but I feel like that's going to come back to bite th- throw on the ass though, because I don't know if you noticed the Great Mothers didn't seem too impressed with um. With Thrawn destroying their temple. <laughs> yeah, well, collateral. Um, like it's their history. It's the it's their culture. Yeah. And yeah. And and Thrawn is very big in learning culture and and, and people's culture and be- people's um, like traditions and all that and exploiting them. And as we see see in this, it's like I I know, I know your master. I secretly know that he was Darth Vader too. <laughs> <laughs> and he can use that to his advantage. Yeah. Especially especially when he's in this new universe. It's like, oh, Princess Leia Organa. I know who your father was. I'm going to use this to destroy you. <laughs> People aren't going to trust you because you're the you're the daughter of a of a of a fascist dictator. Mwah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah, I hope I hope we get stuff like that. Not not to say that I want any of Leia kind of back in the show physically, but like just just mm. the vibes of like him him lording this information over our heroes of you know who Anakin was um, is is really exciting because it hasn't really been explored in the live action Star Wars before. No, and there's a reason why Leia decided to have a splinter group. From, from from the Republic, and go out. Yeah, could this be? 
could, could this be the reason? Could be. We don't know. It's all up to mm. Dave. It's all up to Mr. Filoni. Hmm. No. All the puzzle pieces are on the floor. It's just he has to... <laughs> he has to maneuver them all together. Um, yes. Um, do you have any thoughts on... Any more thoughts on Thrawn and, and what's to come before we talk about the final scene? Well, he was cool. Yeah. And he's, a, and he's a good antagonist. And it's... Yeah. And the aspect of future Star Wars is going to be great. And how this is going to key into, like... Into the Mandoverse side. Mm. It's going to be a lot more interesting. Or what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absol- absolutely. And, yeah, in the last scene, fucking Hayden Christensen is not going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> can't get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get rid of me now. <laughs> I am nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I am the nostalgia. Hmm, CGI uh, or not? <laughs> I tell you fucking what, it like literally that scene was unfolding and I'm watching, you know, Sabine's looking off into the distance and and I'm like wondering what's what she's thinking of and then it kind of hits me as a Ahsoka walks over and I'm like oh do it do it do it and i was literally <laughs> screaming at the tv do it do it do it <laughs> and then they did and i fucking died it's like so yes <laughs> yes nice nice closure nice yes Mwah. perfect beautiful phenomenal fantastic thank you very much i was so very happy that's the one thing i wanted out of the show was force ghost anakin and hey he didn't say anything he didn't do anything he was just standing there watching but I was very happy. <laughs> you know, slight smile and nod. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my heart. So, yeah, here's to more Anakin in season two. Um, <laughs> I, 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 can, I, I guarantee he'll show up again. Um, Talking to us. Because I feel, I feel like, yeah, the, the response from the fandom has been very positive to seeing Haven Christensen back. Yeah. As as Anakin, so it's been wonderful, and he did such a good job with all the stuff he was given this season. You know, he only got he only had that you know a couple of scenes in Obi Wan, um, but um, here he got you know he's had a little bit more to do, and well, um, yeah, so, sorry, it's been good. No, you're it, fine. Go it, uh, a couple of scenes in Obi Wan as as Anakin, but he was a he was Darth Vader like all, all throughout. Yeah, true. Yeah, he he was under the he was under the face, <laughs> the helmet, face, the face covering. Yes. What do you call them? Hats. <laughs> 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 yeah, true. Sorry, I forgot that he was also kind of in the yeah. Because I mean, you don't you see, you don't see you don't see him, but I suppose you feel his presence. Oh, mm. Very Star Wars. And yes. when he gets cut in half. Well, yeah, that was the other scene I was referring to. Yeah, was when he actually got to do some proper acting as Darth Vader. And the flashback scenes and him in his tank is like, is this going to be the only thing he's going to be in the tank? Is like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, I forgot about the... the, Yeah. So next season, I want Sean McGregor. 
want Hugh and McGregor. Oh, Hugh and McGregor. Could you? Just Hugh. Could you imagine? Just you. For like Force Ghost Obi Wan, you and McGregor. Yes. Mm. Or do you want you want flashbacks with you and McGregor? <sighs> well, considering we've done the World Between Worlds and it's opened that possibility to get whoever you want in <laughs> in this, you can have a flashback, but have Ahsoka talk. Like you can have you can have them all three, have all three. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm sort of missing. Is like I just want. Hugh McGregor's Obi Wan talking to Ahsoka. I don't know why. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know she's he's he's her grandmaster, if you will. Yeah. So pa- part of the part of the lineage. The and legacy. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of Obi Wan. I don't know why that I've sort of latched onto Obi Wan. He's he's a great character. Hmm. A good. Played by some phenomenal actors. Good mentor, good, good mm-hmm. father figure. Yeah, I don't know. it's probably my psych- psychology. It's like I never really had a dad growing up. It's like that's why I latch more on to to father figures. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's weird. Anyway, can't Humans wait for the weird. next bit. Yes, Mando season. What are we up to now? Four. Four. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yes. So season yes. four is like, oh no, taking on Mandalore. Oh. Mm. Well, you know, last last time we saw um, Din and Grogu, they were you know happy on their little bit of land and their house and retiring and yeah. But that's not going to be the end of it. No, I don't. I think it's just a chapter finishing. And thank you, Christina, for the like on Facebook. Yay, thank you, Christina. Hmm. We're about to finish. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are. We're almost done. Um, yeah, well, on that note, yeah. Um, Ahsoka, good stuff. Started started okay-ish, and then it just got better as it went on. Yeah. Um, it definitely, I mean, it definitely peaked with that Anakin episode for me. That was my favorite episode. But, um, but, but yeah, after, yeah, after we got to, you know, the final f- episode four with that fight and, um, you know, with Ahsoka and Balin and, and Shin and Sabine and trying to get to the other galaxy and trying to stop them from getting there was, yeah, from that episode on, it was just, yeah, it's really good. Oh, and Ezra got back to, we forgot to mention, Ezra got back <laughs> to the main galaxy and he and Hera reunited and that was really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But they still needed the hug. Yeah, I saw saw the internet losing its shit over the fact that we didn't see them hug. Is that hug. is that like a thing? Well, it's so, sort of show. a good closure, and essentially, it's her surrogate son thing. Yeah. Her. So, who knows? I don't know. Internet can bitch about anything. <laughs> <laughs> they can and they will. Yeah. Yes. Ezra, keep the beard. Yeah, maybe trim the beard, but keep it. Yeah. Don't lose the beard completely. He yeah. will, but don't. I don't want him to lose yeah, it. Don't, don't, don't do uh, Rebels season four and five of the buzz cut. You don't need that. No. Just look nice. Just look nice. Yeah. Yeah. You are our only hope. <laughs> yep. 
He sure is. Yeah. yeah. And be and be the 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 Jedi Master to to uh Jason. Yeah. Oh we can train you can train him. Yeah. Oh it's gonna the, be emotional. Yeah, the son, the 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 master's son is now the apprentice to the to the apprentice. Yeah. Happy family. Uh. <laughs> and then they all get killed by Raylo. <laughs> Damn you, Ben. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> all right. Um, cool. I think we said everything now. Um, yes. Shall Shall we head on out of here? We shall. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and we hope you enjoyed our coverage of Ahsoka Season 1. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching it so and talking about it. It was a good time. It was a highlight of my year. It's a good, yeah. <laughs> some good Star Wars. Mm, there's some, some good, good Star Wars. Some good Star this Wars, time. yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this time. All right, um, that's Popcorn Culture done, which means our show is done for another week. Um, let's G-O and that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and the platform formerly known as Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can go and find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head on over to our YouTube.com slash Productions. And if you're on Twitch right now, give us a follow. And if you're on the YouTube at this present time, hit that bell icon so you can be up to date with any of our videos that are coming out in the future. Future, 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 future. <laughs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the Michael Lister that is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, you just experienced experience a, a podcast called Fred. Fred. Ciao. Remember to eat beef. Freddy lives, Loki dies in each episode, and... Bye-bye, Ahsoka. But it will not be the ending. You need to get off planet. Somehow. Somehow. Somehow, somewhere. Yes. Uh, Thank you for watching and listening. Laters, Gators. Look after yourself and your mental health. And... And... See. See.